Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, we are talking about the dangers of trying to prove yourself. So we're gonna be talking about why we try to prove ourselves, why it's a bad thing, and also giving you some tips if you are currently finding yourself in this situation of trying to prove yourself. We're going to jump straight in and I'm going to ask Jackie, because I know this comes up a lot, doesn't it, for your clients? Yeah, it really does. And I think probably because of the type of work that we do, it's something that we see an awful lot. But also I think it's because it just happens an awful lot because there's so many different scenarios that can prompt people to feel that sense of pressure to try and prove themselves. Yeah. So what do you think are the main scenarios that people find themselves in? So I think it's often that time where there is a new relationship. There's somebody that you feel that you need to impress for some reason. And that can happen as a result of all kinds of things. So it can happen as a result of promotion for a lot of my clients. So either they are in that stage of preparing for and aspiring to get their promotion. So they've got people that they want to impress to be able to get the opportunity, or maybe they've had that opportunity and now they've got a new boss and now they need to prove that, yes, that person was right to take the risk on me or give me that opportunity. I think for your clients, I'm sure where they get a new job, that's even more heightened because going into a new business completely new context so sometimes you get the joy of working with people that you've worked with before but very often you've got no established relationships within that business and so all of your stakeholders are brand new to you and they're all people that you again feel that sense that you want them to think well of you to think that you're good at what you do so I think there's all of those and then you've just got those times where there's pressure on workload. So it might be that you've got a really stretching objective, that you are coming up to appraisal time, or you've got a bonus riding on something. You're under pressure to deliver on what you've been asked to deliver on. And then you've got times where you maybe have changes that happen where you might get a new boss or you might be in a company where there's a restructure. Yeah, like literally infinite combinations. <laughs> They're so varied. And I think people experience multiple iterations of that throughout their career. I think the key thing is knowing when you're in that situation, knowing when you're trying to prove yourself. And sometimes it can be hard, can't it? Because most of those situations that you've just talked about there are new situations going into a new job having a new manager all of those kind of things where you are the pressure really on isn't it to to prove yourself because you want to make sure that they think you're worth the money they're paying you but also for your own sense of self isn't it you want to feel like you're doing a good job 
and you can really push yourself hard and sometimes in the wrong ways as well. So focusing on almost the wrong things, isn't it? Because you are trying to prove yourself. So you end up getting wrapped up and sometimes going down the wrong road. And I I found that in my career at the start of my career, when I was really pushing for the promotions and everything, you just throw yourself head in, don't you? Head first, straight in. And you get so wrapped up in trying to show people that you're good, that you're worthy, that you're worth it, that you just end up in a situation where you're like, oh my goodness, workload is now ridiculous. Uh, Who am I meant to be impressing here? And just feeling generally burnt out with it all. So what would you say to somebody who's in that situation? So I think it's interesting to hear you share in that example what's probably useful is to recognize that there are so many different aspects and nuances to it and to realize why it's a bad thing because I think often people feel like being under pressure and having opportunity it feels like a positive it feels like it's a driver like it's driving you forward and very often people feel like oh I can cope with pressure it's a motivator it's good for me But actually, there are some real aspects, I think, for people to be aware of, of where some of that can then flip over and it can become, like you say, it starts with good intent and then you suddenly end up with a crazy workload. So I think it's probably good to recognize some of the downsides of it. So for me, the one that you were talking about there is that burnout risk. I'm sure we'll do an episode on burnout and the risk of burnout in the future. But if you look at the 12 stages of burnout online and Google that, there is for people that experience full burnout, there is a model that looks at 12 stages. And the first of those is feeling a need to prove yourself. And then if you look at how the stages progress, that's exactly what you were just sharing in terms of your example was then you then feel like, actually, I need to do work. And certainly that was my experience. So I remember having a new boss and there was that element of new boss coming into the team. And I think this is another one that comes alongside is this sense of people who were working together really well as a team and working really collaboratively. And now this sense of competition that comes to the fore of, I want the boss to see me in the right light and I want to be seen as their number two and seen as a safe pair of hands, someone they can rely on. And then that leads into taking on additional work, putting your hand up for projects that you haven't necessarily got capacity for because you just want to seem like someone who's showing initiative, someone who's proactive, someone who's willing to take that on. And that certainly was my experience was where if I look back, I probably didn't really think of it in that way at the time, but that certainly was what was happening was I had a new boss come in. We were working together brilliantly as a team at the time, and that really unsettled those team dynamics. And for me, what that then prompted was me to put my hand up for, yeah, I can do that. And actually, in hindsight, that was just driving me into that pattern of working, working, working that didn't serve me well. I never experienced full burnout, but it certainly took me further along that line than with hindsight was sensible for me to go. Yeah, and I think there's an element of people-pleasing, isn't there, within that as well? That's what I always found because it's you want to prove yourself. 
you want to do well, you want people to recognize it. And that element of people pleasing as well, it really, it comes to the front and it's linked to confidence because what I came to realize probably like mid-career was that if I do my job really well and I'm really confident in what I can deliver, then that prevents the burnout, the work overload and all of that kind of stuff. And when it comes to trying to prove yourself, you're working, you're doing what you need to be doing and you're doing it well. So therefore you are proving yourself anyway. But when you're in that thing of I've got to take more on, I've got to be the seen to be the person that's in first and leaving last and taking on all the new projects and juggling a million balls. When you're in that mood, that's where you're probably not performing at your best. In fact, I probably guarantee that you're not performing at your best and outside your outside work life starts to be affected as well. I went through a period of time where I didn't see family and friends for months, like about seven or eight months. And my mum would call me and I'd be like, I'll call you back. And I didn't call her back. And weeks would go by. And then one time I realized I'd not spoken to her for three weeks because I was so focused on work and getting the work done and trying to prove that I could do all the work. And I just thought, what am I doing all this for? Because you don't get any thanks for it. Generally, you don't get any thanks for it. And I was just pushing and pushing myself as to to my limits and past all of my boundaries and everything and sometimes you need that wake up call that says what are you doing this for what are you putting on the back burner in order to do this but I think the first thing is recognizing that you're doing that and usually if you're feeling overworked overloaded like you've got to keep doing that people pleasing that is generally the first sign for me or when I think back that would that would have been one of the first signs for me that I was in that mode of trying to prove myself. Yeah, just hearing you describe that, people will definitely relate to that. I know I do when you were talking about not seeing family and friends. For me, I play netball regularly and the number of times that I would be late to netball because I'd stayed at work. And there's, I think you can almost take that sense of pride sometimes where you feel like, yes, I'm committed, I'm doing what it takes to prove myself and to get another opportunity or to prove that I'm worthy of the opportunity I've already been given. And you can tell yourself that story in your head that you need to do this. And in reality, that's often a completely made up story. No one was actually expecting that of me. No one was expecting it of me. No one would have thought I could have approached it differently. And I could have made that possible and I'm sure you could have made it possible to have conversations more often with your mum but when you get tied up with that sense of importance with the job that you're doing and your identity gets really tied in with this opportunity that's when I think the the dark side of that people pleasing and overworking can come in and I think it's will link to the episode on boundaries in the show notes because Giving up your boundaries is another really common thing that happens when people are trying to prove themselves. Have you also come across, so this is one of the things that for me, at the time, I didn't think of it in this way. But when I look back, I'm like, oh, they were just trying to prove themselves. Like those people in meetings that always have to be the one to share the best idea. The one that has to talk Like that's a real behavior that is driven by people that feel the need to prove themselves. And people around them are looking at them going, you're a dick. (laughs) Are you also referring to the idea stealers? The ones that like 
pick up on a conversation that's happened across the table, like at some point during the meeting. And then when it gets to the crucial time that, you know, that idea can be brought to the front, they claim it as their own. And everybody is just looking at them like, that wasn't your idea, but they claim it, they own it, they they act like it is. And it's a real shame, isn't it? Because people would think a lot more of them if they were like, oh, it gets to that crucial point where it's time to share that idea and say, oh, for example, like what Jackie was saying earlier, maybe we could move forward with that because people would then think more of them at that point rather than they just steal the idea, run with it. (laughs) leave everyone like sat there thinking what is going on and that's the thing it's so counterproductive and I think often it's that people feel driven that in order to prove themselves they have to be the one to come up with ideas they have to be the one to be proactive and get their voices heard and speak up in meetings and actually if you're the kind of person who gives other people the limelight and who enables other people to think about new ways of approaching things you're thought of far better than that person who is the idea stealer who is the (laughs) constant talker in meetings but when you're in that cycle of trying to prove yourself it feels quite vulnerable for other people to have better ideas than you so you feel like you've got to let all of your ideas out first So that if anybody else has ideas, you've come up with yours and you've shown yours and you've contributed. And I think that's what I mean about with hindsight. Now, when I look back, I have some empathy for people, but at the time in meetings. And that's the thing, then it becomes so damaging to your relationships because people are rolling their eyes. They don't they don't want to be around you and they don't want to talk about their ideas around you if they feel like you're going to pick up and take the credit for them. But also, who wants to be in a meeting with someone that's droning on, talking for talking's sake? Not me. (laughs) And the thing is as well, people listening to this are probably going to be able to identify those people that do that in the meetings. And it's quite funny because I wonder if after listening to this, you think of them in a new light and you're like, okay, so maybe that person isn't as annoying as what I thought maybe they're just trying to prove themselves and it's sometimes it's really interesting to to watch that behavior then isn't it once you're aware of it you start seeing it more often so when you see people speaking out or pinching ideas or just generally being a pain in meetings because they want to be heard they want to be seen and then you almost start going oh okay so are you trying to prove yourself what is it that you're trying to prove or is there a lack of confidence here what's going on and I think as you say that that empathy can start coming up but then at the same time depending on whether you work alongside that person or that person works for you it might be a conversation that you want to have with them provide some support or speak to them about what what's going on because sometimes we don't realize we're doing these things when we're doing them, do we? When you're in that, that kind of position of, I need to prove myself, I've got to speak out, I've got to do this, I've got to get the work done, and I've got to take on all the projects. Sometimes you, you haven't got that brain space to think about what's going on. Yeah, and I think at a less extreme level as well, when you feel the need to prove yourself, what that can mean is that when you do hear other ideas, you're so busy kicking yourself for not being the one to come up with it you don't congratulate somebody or you don't second that idea or you don't build on that idea. And I think if 
you'll definitely recognize people that are doing that and maybe have a little bit more empathy for them. But equally, I think if you're the kind of person that's in that place where maybe you're not at that level, but in all honesty, you do get a bit frustrated and kick yourself and feel like I should have come up with that idea and beat yourself up for the fact that you didn't, then that's a really simple thing to start to notice and recognize and think, okay, actually what I could do is be the person who is an encourager of other people's ideas, be someone who can build on other people's ideas rather than sit and fester on the fact that I didn't come up with the best ideas. It's then being someone that kind of can ask questions that helps other people come up with great ideas. And I think when you, again, it comes back to that competition versus collaboration, when you bring yourself back out of that competitive element and into how can we as a group or as a team get the best out of this time together, then there's a very different approach. And naturally, you will come across better as a result of it because people will appreciate when you show appreciation for their ideas. Like that will help build relationships rather than tear them down. And I think that's one of the real risks is when you're trying to prove yourself, the behaviors that you adopt without necessarily being consciously aware of them can be really damaging to building strong, trusting ongoing relationships yeah I think that's a really good point as well especially if you are in a situation where you are trying to get a promotion or you're thinking about lining that promotion up because if you're going for the next level of management role then those leadership skills and qualities they're what you need to be demonstrating within the workplace on a daily basis in order for people to sit up and see you as the leader that you are and encouraging ideas and just general encouragement of people, of the people around you, the people in your team, the people in meetings, it really does stand out and it makes a difference because not many people do that. Do you find in the workplace, there's more people generally that will not, I don't want to say knock people down, but will not give that encouragement because they don't want other people around them to see that people are doing well. Whereas if you are that encourager and you are actively going out your way to say, oh, well done, that's a great idea. Asking better questions to get more out of those people and even better ideas. You know, that I think that really stands out a lot more than if you don't say anything or if you just, or you see those people, don't you, that really, they don't like to see people get on and you can see it in the face. And they're the people that when it comes to going for the interviews for the, those promotions and things like that, their cards marked because they're not seen as leaders, are they, in the workplace? And, and I suppose that's probably something that comes off your clients, isn't it, in that leadership development phase where they're really trying to hone those leadership skills and work out how to demonstrate them? Yeah, I think of this as shifting your mentality from either or, as in either they can be seen as great or I can be seen as great, to both and. So both of us can have great ideas and we can work together to even improve on that. And I think... It's that kind of when you get stuck into that feeling of wanting to prove yourself, it's at its root is generally a lack of self-confidence, self-esteem. And it's that feeling of being under scrutiny and the pressure of potentially being judged for your abilities or lack of that can really 
stir those feelings up. And when you do that, you tend to focus your attention inwards. You focus your attention on your perceived lack and trying to cover those things up. Whereas somebody who is genuinely confident and grounded has no bother with somebody else being great because that person being great doesn't stop me being great. That person being great is brilliant because now we've got two great people in the room or three or 10. So when somebody has genuine confidence, they will naturally recognize and appreciate other people's contribution. They will do more of that. So when you can notice that pattern and notice that and consciously choose those behaviors, absolutely that gets you seen as more of a leader. It gets you seen as somebody with a very kind of grounded sense of your own contribution, awareness of what you can bring and where your limitations lie. And that's okay because the most brilliant people will always still have limitations. It's not a case that being progressing is about fixing all your weaknesses and being the absolute best. Absolutely no one has the full picture. And that's why teams need to build diversity and bring different elements and different strengths in because it's just not possible for one person to have every single strength covered. That's okay. So the more okay you are with it and the more you encourage other people's contribution, especially in areas where it doesn't come naturally to you, you will absolutely be showing those leadership qualities and it will do the reverse of what you probably fear it might do because it won't put you down. It will actually elevate you as well as elevating the other person. Yeah. And I think those type of people in the workplace, they're the people that you want to be around, aren't they? The encouragers are the people that you want to work with because you feel like you're developing, like you're learning from them, you're working together. It's such a, it, it creates such a nice culture, doesn't it? When, you know, when you've got, you don't have to be in a management position to be a leader, to demonstrate those leadership qualities, to encourage other people. So definitely think that is something to consider to definitely to elevate your status as well with within the team and show that you're all about that encouragement and I think one other thing as well that I find when you're trying to prove yourself is there's a lot of opportunities that you miss because you are constantly on that track of what can I do how can I do it better how can I get in front of different people and show them what I can do and what you actually do is overlook opportunities or you completely miss opportunities to learn new things or to get involved in things that could actually propel you further in the direction you want to go in because you're so focused on what you're doing right now that you miss those opportunities and I think it's you need to think about what is going on around you and it's that thinking time we always say don't we like the thinking time is important it's tunnel vision isn't it that's what you adopt when you're very focused and that can be really valuable when you have got a short-term tight deadline something you need to deliver focus and tunnel vision can be the way to get there but when that becomes your general way of working and you're constantly head down tunnel vision do this do the next thing do the next thing do the next thing and you don't kind of pause and come up for air you absolutely miss other things going on around because your brain is just tuned into exactly what you've primed it to do. Your brain, that's how your brain works. You tell it what you want it to focus on, it focuses and you go with that. And you're absolutely right. It's a real 
risk is that you don't then see some of the other opportunities and some of the other ways that you could do things like build relationships, the kind of aspect of being able to collaborate with people, being able to find some quick wins in some different areas because you're so focused on the big hard problem and that's the one that's got to be solved or you're so focused on this one particular stakeholder, your boss normally and how they think of you. That's a really common one. You're so focused on what your boss thinks of you and on impressing them that you piss off your whole team. (laughs) That's a really common one is that people focus and often focus on those vertical relationships. So if you are focused on your boss and your team, what you then often miss out is those broader relationships that you could be building more broadly within the business. And like you say, that's then the platform for the longer term. That's the different opportunities that are maybe not the here and now, but the things that in three or six months could be incredibly high impact if you've invested in those relationships early. Yeah, and I think that is one of the key things, isn't it? When you're trying to prove yourself, the relationships is definitely one of the things that suffers because when you get out, when you get your head out of the sand and you're, okay, what else is going on now? Sometimes those relationships are damaged and you've either got to go back and try and fix them or you've just got to carry on. And at that point, it's, could you have done something differently in order to to save those relationships or actually not even get to that point? Just think about what is going on and just lean into those opportunities to to build those relationships at an early stage rather than just plowing through and with that tunnel vision, like you say. So what would you say, Jackie, what would be your kind of top tips if people are finding themselves in the situation where they're trying to prove themselves or, or they think that they might be in that situation, but they're not quite sure? So I think boundaries are really key because of that danger of overworking. And we've talked about that at length in that episode. So I'm not going to go into detail with that. I think one of the things as well is about learning to get feedback. And again, we've done an episode on how to get feedback that's useful. But I think particularly what people tend to do when they feel the pressure to prove themselves is take it that no news is good news. And again, because often confidence can feel a bit wobbly, they don't want to ask in case it is bad news. And first of all, generally, no news is good news. So generally, if you do ask for feedback, then often what you'll find is that it's reassuring rather than further damaging your confidence. But also you can ask for feedback in a way that makes it more likely that you will get feedback that doesn't feel as stinging or as painful, even if the message isn't quite what you want. One of the things that I really like is a really simple way when you're in that situation is what can you see that I'm already doing to the level that you need? And what would you say is the next priority for me to improve on? Because that's the thing. When you're focused on proving yourself, you're not then thinking about improving yourself. So that really simple framework of what am I already doing gives you evidence of what you've already proved yourself in. So that gives you some reassurance. And then what would you say is the next thing to focus on improving gives you that one next area to demonstrate one thing that is going to, and it helps create clarity in the person that you're asking for feedback from because it helps them to mentally prioritize and give you the most important thing 
that will help that comes next. So this it creates clarity, it doesn't feel too painful, and it gives you the re- reassurance on what you've already proved yourself on. Yeah, and I think, you know, that that's brilliant advice, especially if you listen to this now and you're thinking, I think I might be trying to prove myself. It's time, isn't it, to just stop and take stock and just give yourself a little bit of breathing space to, to figure it out. And I think one of the other things, and it's what we were discussing before we started recording, you've got to be kind to yourself as well, haven't you? Because, you know, there's a real danger here of going, right, now I've realized I'm trying to prove myself and now I'm going to beat myself up because I didn't realize that's what I was doing. Or I, actually, I did realize I was trying to do it, but now I've got into a situation where I'm burnt out. And it's so easy, isn't it, to just start beating yourself up, whatever the realization is. You start beating yourself up because she's like, why have I got myself into this situation? Particularly when your confidence is wobbly, it's for some reason. So I saw a great suggestion from Michelle Hartley on LinkedIn on this, which is to keep a photo of yourself as a child. And when you feel that temptation to beat yourself up is to look at that and think, would I say that to a young child? Because at some point, for some reason, we we go from with kids we naturally encourage them we we don't try and shame kids we don't try and guilt them into doing things well for some reason we go to some point in life where we seem to think that all this negative stuff is going to motivate us to do a great job somebody said to me last week oh i need the shame and judgment to motivate me and i'm like okay how's that working for you right now <laughs> I think that's a great suggestion from Michelle is to remember that when you're feeling a little bit vulnerable, when you're feeling that your confidence is not at its best, when you're unsure of yourself, to be your own encourager and to be kind to yourself is so important. And beating yourself up for not being perfect yet, not having all the answers, not being the best in the room, kicking yourself for not coming up with a great idea none of that is actually helpful. What is helpful is reminding yourself of what progress you've made, of why has somebody given you this opportunity, of what behaviours could you demonstrate that will enable you to build relationships really successfully, because that's where you're going to get your successes in the future, not by wasting energy beating yourself up right now. Yeah, and I always say, and I always said as well throughout my corporate career, like every day is a school day. If you are not learning something new every day, then you need to start thinking about where are the learnings? What can I take from the experiences I've had today, the work I've done today, the conversations, the the relationships, all of the different things that have happened or I've been involved in today? What are the learnings? So yeah, every day is a school day. Is I still say it now because th- there is so much to learn. I think as soon as you feel like you know everything, that's when you know you realize that you don't. You don't. And the more learnings that you can take from every experience, from everything you do every single day, then you know the easier life is. The easier it is to get on in your career as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think. Probably a couple of others just before we wind up is to ask for help. So when you are trying to prove yourself, it can often feel as if, so again, that kind of element of I shouldn't need to ask for help. So you feel like you shouldn't need to. So you just try and plow through and do it yourself. But also it can feel like asking for help is cheating. 
if I ask for help, then I haven't actually proved myself. And it's so counterproductive because why make life harder for yourself? So I think that's a really important one is to think about how can I ask for help? And that can be things like delegating more effectively to your team, which can give them scope to grow. It can be about asking for more resource from the business or from your boss. Lots of different kind of elements that can come into it. But I think for me anyway, I remember that was something that I was just terrible at because I'm so fiercely independent that what I tended to do is just get my head down and feel like, in fact, it probably didn't even occur to me to ask for help. No matter how hard things felt, no matter how hard I was working, it never even occurred to me that was an option. And so it's something now with clients, I'm, okay, so where could you get help or support that can make this feel easier? And like I say, then it's often that kind of, but that's cheating. <laughs> no, it's not cheating, it's working smart. Lots think, of people get a lot of help. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because there's also an element with asking for help that I've been here for this length of time, I should know the answer, or I've been doing this job for like for months, for years. If I ask somebody, they'll just be thinking, what have you been doing? Because you should know the answer. But it's just about stepping outside of that and just saying, I've not done this or been involved in this for a while. So, you know, can somebody give me a refresher or can somebody point me in the right direction or can somebody just generally give me some support? And I think once you you get over that and you're like, do you know what? I am allowed to ask for help. It does make life so much easier. And I think similar, but I would say is a slightly different one, is talk to someone who's been through that phase as well. Who's If you are aspiring to be promoted, talk to someone who's followed that step and who has actually done that successfully. If you've started in a new business and there's someone who started three or six months before you, talk to them about how they felt and how they got through those first few months. Because when you share experiences and you realise that what you're feeling and experiencing is normal and it does come back to an even keel and you won't feel like this forever, that that instantly takes some of the pressure off because you know that you are not out of the ordinary. And, and we've talked before about the wall when you start a new job, particularly when you move companies, there's that kind of, oh my God, trying to learn everything all at once. And you hit that wall a few weeks in where it's, it's never going to make sense. I'm never going to be able to do this. Have I made a huge mistake? And that need to prove yourself combined with hitting the wall can feel so hard. But if you talk to someone who's been through the stages of what you're trying to do or what you're in the process of doing, then you can just gain so much and that person will have empathy for where you are. And often you find that, that again, that becomes a sense of connection and you can start to build a relationship with that person who is a few steps ahead of you. And people love it when you talk to them and ask for their advice and ask them to share their experiences. We generally love being asked those things about ourselves. So it's a great opportunity. It's a real win-win because you get that reassurance that, yep, it's hard now, but it's not going to be hard forever. And they get to share their wisdom and you get that relationship and sense of connection from the off. Yeah. And I think that that is really good advice. So thanks for listening today. If you found this episode useful, please don't forget to rate and review. 
And if there's any topics you'd like us to cover, please do let us know. Just drop us a message. And don't forget to share it with anybody who you think might also find it useful. So thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week.